Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! After another little hiatus, I am the loaf, and with me, Dr. Zahn. Hyenas. Hyenas. Yeah. This week we're doing, uh, what? Uh, what is this? Oh, the not that there's anything wrong with that double feature part two. Uh, we're doing blue is the warmest color from 2013. Oh, and another one from 2013. Stranger by the Lake or Lincolnu du Lac. What was part one of the, uh, of the That was Querel and oh. uh, and uh, Leather Boys. <laughs> so we'll get into those soon. Um, it's been a couple weeks again. Yeah. Um, someday I'm going to get this house shit done and we'll have a more regular schedule. But until then, mm-hmm. bear with us. Sam, how have you been, sir? Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm not in a good mood, but you know, what are you going to do? Just got to keep rolling with the punches because they just keep coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zom and Suck I had a, dick, a little. God. We had a Zom and I had a little ren, rendezvous. 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 We did. That's my French coming out there. Um, we uh, saw some hockey here, and uh, we ate some um, fried Indian balls. Oh my God! I was, <laughs> I was bragging to everybody about those fucking things those are those I, were like heroin i think they must they must be made like poppy and uh, it, these were anybody in the know of indian food it's, it's gulab jamun uh, the, the the these had a uh, some kind of coconut something in them too and these were only something you buy out of the refrigerator not even fresh at the restaurant so mm. Um, and they yeah. were moist. Goddamn. Yep. Yep. So it's like just like fried milk and honey syrup stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, but, we did uh, a lot of. We did a lot. Uh, our the hotel room looked like Hunter S. Thompson's hotel room because <laughs> we just like lay like two big uh, sea lions laying on the bed watching uh, fucking TV and WWE Network a lot. on the iPads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for whoever had to clean up that room. Uh, yeah, well. enough, enough said there. Um, all right, so uh, we did watch a couple movies, but I didn't. I kind of half-ass paid attention. Yeah. I was tired. Yeah. But uh, what do you, what else have you been watching the last couple weeks? Not I a guess? lot. Not a lot at all. I I've been into some other stuff. Uh, I started watching uh, Prison Break, the TV show on Netflix, and mm-hmm. I was really into it. And then um, it just keeps going on and on and on <laughs> and i even got to the point where i was bragging about how much i liked it but then like the next day 
because I was marathoning it. I was actually only watching parts that had the guys working on the actual prison break and fast forwarding it through the rest. And it still was getting on my nerves because it was just dragging. Um, let's see. And then, you know, coming down there and shit and, you know, but let's see, I watched, uh, Le Immortel from 2010, which is also known as 22 bullets. Uh, this was directed by Richard Barry. I think it is a Luc Besson, Produced the movie starring Jean Renault, uh, Cad Marand, Jean Pierre Dacian. Uh, this was really good. Um, uh, Jean, I love Jean Renault. I like to watch just about anything he's in, um, and especially something that is in his uh, own language. Uh, and he is a mafia uh, kind of a don or a boss that's in retirement. Mm-hmm. And just when he gets out, they pull him back in kind of a deal. It's got a lot of violence in it. Very good. Uh, let's see. What did I watch? Oh, I think I rented that on iTunes. Um, I watched uh, Mr. Angel from 2013. This is on Netflix Instant Watch, uh, directed by Dan Hunt. Dan Hunt. And uh, it stars Lux Alptrom, Buck Angel, and Elaine Angel, his wife. And uh, this is a good doc. Uh, it fits in nicely with our double this week. They not that there's what what not that there's anything wrong with that. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but it's good. I didn't know what it was about a boot. Hence, he, let's just put it this way: anytime that you see a guy that looks like back when we were kids, like somebody who is like a motorcycle guy with leather and stuff. Right. Uh, it's probably not. He <laughs> <laughs> never rode a motorcycle in his life, but you know. Uh, watch 1973's Larry Cohen, written and directed Black Caesar or yeah. Black Caesar. Uh, this was rated R, and you know why? Because it had a lot of titty and a lot of Fred Williamson <laughs> ass in it. Uh, Fred Williamson um, plays Tommy Gibbs. This is kind of a. I don't know if I would say a Michael Corleone kind of a story because Michael Corleone was actually born into the mafia family, whereas Tony Gibbs was a kid on the street and uh, he worked his way up from through his wits and his propensity for violence to uh, you know become the top dog, and he's taken down a lot of a lot of shitheads uh, on his way to the top. Um, this had some hot chicks in it, and it had some asshole white people in it that were really, really super. I can't. I don't know what that one cop's name was, but God, he was a jerk. And they, he was his main nemesis. And you wanted to see Tommy Gibbs give that get that motherfucker. Yeah, I saw. I watched some. I watched a, a jerky white guy too. I'll get into that. I think that Black Caesar. I'm not sure if it is on. I know Hell Up in Harlem was on Netflix. I watched this on uh, uh, Comcast In Demand or Xfinity In Demand or whatever they call it for free. <laughs> I have a big jug. It's like it's almost like a shine jug. <laughs> Except there ain't no shine in it. It's, uh, it's just water. I watched 2012. This was when I was in uh, – was I in Raleigh or was I in Cary? You were in, yeah, it was, I guess, technically Carrie. It might as well have been Raleigh. Because it says Raleigh Carrie on the thing. Yeah. I uh, watched uh, 2012's Hitchcock. 
directed by Sasha Jarvazi and starring Anthony Hopkins and Helen Mirren. Scarlett Johansson, Jessica Biel, who um, uh, I appreciate their bodies and I think that they are hot chicks. Um, but I think that they are not really, they're average actresses, especially compared to like fucking, you know, real actresses. Streep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, this was all right. I, I was interested in it, but, um, they took, they added, or I don't know. I like Danny Houston too. He was on, but, um, they kind of, they add things that like, um, Hitchcock, talking to the I don't know, it's not the ghost of Ed Gein, but uh, I don't know, like this Ed Gein who was the guy that they based the story Psycho on he would just be there when Hitchcock was alone and he would talk to him and all this and that, just you know kind of not. I don't think it was supernatural stuff as it was just stupid shit Right. Uh, I, 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 I I watched that. I don't think I ever even. I think I said this to you. I don't think I ever even finished it. I didn't really. I wasn't really digging it that much for like thirty years. <laughs> well, I thought I had it, that one. <laughs> okay, I watched uh, 2005's Fantastic Four, directed by Tim Story, and uh, unfortunately, I have finished that one. Yeah, Iona <laughs> Guff Food is that Mister Fantastic? I don't know. I, Ian, uh, it's I O A N. So I don't know if that's Ian Griffund, Michael Chiklis, Chris Evans, and Jessica Alba. Um, it's, you know, it was kind of, a, you know, just a fun and stupid comic book movie. They followed it pretty close uh, to the storyline, but added some, you know, modern day kind of shit to draw in the kids. Uh, uh, watch that one in uh, Raleigh Carey, whatever. Yeah. And Argo, which was uh, 2000. Argo, yeah. That one's on my list. I well, yeah, more or less watched. I that watched one. that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, watched one time all the way through while you were at work, and the next time I just caught a little bit of it. And um, let's see, what else is on Cheer? Expendables two, another uh, North Carolina well, watch. Um, I could take out. I could almost cut this movie myself and put all the good parts that I like together and make a really good short movie and then take <laughs> all the garbage, stupid f- shit. Like they're in this bar and Dolph's trying to be funny. And it reminds me of a bunch of, of, of stupid jocks that laugh like morons at stuff. That's not funny. And, uh, <laughs> uh Expendables too. Uh, watched Assassination Games 2011 with uh, it was directed by Ernie Barbarash and it stars Jean Claude Van Damme and Scott Adkins. Uh, this was pretty good. It has Van Damme's son and I have seen this one. I, when you when I looked up the images of it, this is one I had seen definitely. Well, Van Damme did, did we review it? No, nah. was this one with the bus? No bus. No, that was a uh, border patrol. border something. Yeah, but I think I've seen this one too. But this one, Van Damme's daughter's in it and. I thought they were going to fuck. And the first time I watched this, I didn't know it was Van Damme's daughter. And I was like, man, that chick's hot. Van Damme's going to fuck her. Uh, they had to figure out a way out of that because <laughs> she was hot. Uh, his son, um, I don't know if I would say he was miscast, but I don't think his son's like a very good actor. I'm Van Damme's not a great actor or anything. but eh. And they looked, his daughter and son look too much alike to be playing strangers. 
even right. though they didn't have any scenes together. I don't know, but it was all right. I like watching Scott Adkins kick the fuck out of people. <laughs> He's pretty good at that. <laughs> uh, watch Tabloid from 2010. This is a rated R documentary by Eric Morris. And uh, the chick that's in this is so fucking batshit goofy crazy. Not like, not like scary crazy, but just almost like hillbilly stupid crazy. Mm-hmm. But just dumb, dumb blonde. But she supposedly has an IQ, which I think she does, but I just think she's a goddamn fucking, I don't know. Can you have a high IQ and be like semi, like, mentally challenged? I guess. I mean, it could be uh, if she just lacks, if she just has book smarts, I guess. No, no, no. I think she had manipulative smarts. Oh. But uh, she knew how to, uh, have you seen Tabloid? No, oh, I never God. did. You gotta watch that one. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix right now. Instant. I watched Inside Lewin Davis from 2013 yeah. about five times. Uh, I rented <laughs> Does it. I mean, you like it? Yeah, so I rented it uh, and watched it twice before it expired. And then I bought it and I watched it like three more times. Number one, I love the Coen brothers who directed yeah. it. Number two, the music in it is great. I almost bought the soundtrack. Uh, and I thought that Oscar Isaac, I mean, I was like, where do I know this guy from? And he's the guy that played standard in drive. Uh, yep. That was Carrie Mulligan's, um, husband in that. And she's in this. Cause I was watching it and I was like, who's that fucking girl? Cause she has like long dark hair with bangs and she looks like, you know, a kind of a beatnik slash, I don't know, whatever from the, not a, not, they weren't really hippies at that time, probably like the beat generation. Uh, right. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then John Goodman's great in it. It's really good. And I, I even went and started looking up like all the people that the characters are based on. And they used a lot of the original music from the people that, you know, yep. like, even though the, the Lewin Davis guy and the guy, they based the music on him and like, some of the stuff like the some of the parts of the story but the real guy uh david um van gronk mm-hmm. uh everybody said he was just a really nice guy really great guy he he was the one that everybody would sleep on his couch so they just turned it you know it wasn't it's not a bio or anything but man it was fucking funny it was yeah. good i love the cohen's I'm glad that yep. they yeah, put out uh, another good one. I uh, really like that one too. And I uh, watched uh, from 2009. I, this has been in my queue on Netflix Instant for a long time. Blood and Bone. Yeah. With, uh, Michael Jai White. Motherfucker, I wish I would have watched this sooner. He was <laughs> awesome. I can't imagine if they need somebody to play Blade, because I'm reading right now Tomb of Dracula, Essential Tomb of, Dra- uh, Tomb of Dracula, and some of the stories so far have Blade in it. If they need somebody to take Wesley Snipes' place to play Blade, it's definitely fucking him. And yeah. if they're going to do Luke Cage, Power Man, Hero for Hire, or whatever, Marvel Comics in a movie, this motherfucker is perfect. They said, well, they get The Rock. I don't give a fuck. This guy is so fucking badass, it's unbelievable. He's like when I first saw Boyka in Undisputed. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in second undisputed against yeah America. yeah yeah but you know the first time i saw Scott and, he, and he was the wesley snipes character yeah <laughs> i was like man this guy's fucking awesome uh yeah. he can do some shit that just makes your fucking jaw drop and kimbo slices in it <laughs> and, uh. and bob sap <laughs> um oh and the other guy the guy that played um the bad guy his name is uh 
Eamon Walker. He was like mm-hmm. the, the main bad guy that Michael Jai White was that that was trying to promote. Uh, he was another African American guy. And he's trying to. He's real ambitious, trying to move up, and he's real ruthless. God, he's fucking fantastic. I saw him in. Um, I think that Bruce Willis Navy Seals. I uh, can't remember what that movie was called, but it was kind of like a Magnificent Seven kind of a deal. Uh, watch Sniper, uh, nineteen ninety three, rated R. With uh, it was directed by Luis Losa, and it stars Tom Berenger and Billy Zane. Uh, God damn, man, this movie never gets old for me. I watched <laughs> it. I don't know what. Uh, I'm telling you what. One thing about Netflix is. For me, not for everybody, because I'm sure there's people that are like, man, what's he, what are you talking about? There's all kind of shit on Netflix. I can get on fucking Crackle, which has fucking commercials <laughs> just thrown right in, and find stuff on there. And I'm like, man, oh, my God, I want to watch this. Oh, I want to watch this. And it's and it, every one of them that I watch ends up being good, whereas I can get on Netflix and be like, oh, I'll try this. And it's like, oh, man, that's fucking garbage. Um, but anyway, Tom Berenger was awesome. Billy Jan- Billy Zane. Um, I'm not sure why they would send like uh, I don't know CIA FBI guy or whatever down when they had Berenger and he's military and a sniper and and I don't know why they would send Zane down and then tell him uh, if uh, Sergeant if Sergeant Beckett. Uh, becomes an obstacle you're gonna you'll have to take him out now fucking sergeant beckett who was behringer the sniper has like 74 fucking confirmed kills he'll kill (laughs) anybody they tell him to even if he knows that he's gonna die if they say it's it's suicide but we have to get this guy fucking shot he'll do it so why would they fucking think that he wouldn't do this one it was a goddamn and he did i mean i just don't understand it's still great but it's uh it just mystifies me and billy yeah. zane i love i love billy zane and i love watching his hair piece kind of change because <laughs> when he was in i kept thinking man billy zane's bald as shit and you can tell when somebody's wearing a hair piece because they always try and make it look uh natural by having some like a some of the hair hang down in the front, yeah. But it looks unnatural. And then when he was in the office right at the beginning, it was real poofy, and and had that like Captain Kirk kind of little curl hanging down. But then when he was in the goddamn jungle <laughs> and he took his hat off, he looked like he had like Burt Reynolds from Deliverance hair, and it was all smashed down. So maybe he got a haircut while he was in the jungle. I don't understand. But anyway, it's still good. That's all I got. You also watched one that I watched, Man with the Iron Fists. Yes, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, directed by the RZA, written by the RZA, RZA. starring the RZA and Russell Crowe. And yeah, I'll tell you, when I saw it in the theater, I liked it more than when I watched it the other day. I, I was fucking tired when we watched it yeah. on HBO. Um, yeah, it's still fun. Lots it was okay. And, I mean, it's an yeah. homage, but I, I didn't like, you know... If 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 we wouldn't have been laughing and joking, farting, and you eating that shit that smelled like a cross between a bag of farts and feet, I mean, every time Loaf opens up this fucking bag, I'm sitting there watch, looking at the TV, and I wouldn't even hear him open it up, but it would be like two seconds after he'd open this bag, I'm like, God damn, is that his feet? And then I'd <laughs> no. go over, and it was that shit you were eating. 
I don't really get I don't really get stinky feet. So. Oh, that was some fucking. They taste good, but it must be curry or something that just really. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and I finally this is this is how gross I can be sometimes. I went and took a Redbox movie back today, and I found uh, one of them laying in the passenger seat, and I still ate it. <laughs> it had fallen out of the bag, most likely, and been sitting there for a week in my seat, and I ate it anyway. It was still crunchy too. <laughs> um, Suddenly, after you ate it, the car smelled better. Yeah, no, my car stinks. Um, <laughs> the uh, I watched I watched a, a lot of stuff. Um, so I got a, a a new TV. I've been uh, what I finally did this 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 grand sudden move of mine has made me start selling a bunch of shit that I just had packed away. So I've been using all my extra money just buying stuff that I actually needed to upgrade, like my television. So I got a new TV, and I've wanted to watch some, uh, and it's given me a more ex- excuse still to watch new stuff as well. Some uh, some 2013s and some stuff that looks pretty on the 1080. Um, so let's see. Um, well, this was this was still on the old tube, but I watched uh, Meatballs from 1979 <laughs> after our discussion the last time. Uh, Ivan Reitman's uh, early Ivan Reitman movie. It's on instant. I mean, it's on. Uh, Amazon Prime. Jerry you, uh, Oldini. You didn't like it. This is not. This is not my favorite movie. Yeah. Well. Eh. I, I, this is one, uh, and I, I say this a lot, but this is one that I wish I had caught at a younger age. It probably would have been funnier. Yeah. Uh, I haven't it, seen it in years. There, there's summer camp movies I think that are funnier than this. Um, uh, so I don't know. It's all right. Um, <clears throat> I watched. Uh, Computer chess, yeah. Uh, on on instant, uh, this is really good. I like this one quite a bit. Um, the two main guys, I don't know who the one was with Wiley Wiggins, Jake McClurchuge. Um, yeah, with Jake. Yeah. No, Jake uh, is I, Wiley Wiggins. Yeah, with Jake his, and the uh, other guy. I, Nom de Gur. I, I like I, I like those two guys in it a lot. Um, the, the old computer shit was really cool, um, and the people in it were just really, all right. What uh, was the guy's name? That was the fucking guy that didn't have a bed to sleep in. <laughs> um, um, something shit. Pete. Some. Oh, uh, Pop uh, Papa George. Papa Mr. George. Mr. Michael Papa George. Yeah. <laughs> Poor he Papa was George. Awesome. And he and was I such loved a when jerk. They, I loved when they when the one team came up with the algorithm to determine how what room he was going to end up in by the end of the weekend and all that stuff. It was so nerdy but really weird and just a nice quirky little independent movie. Um it's it was neat and yes, like you were saying it does kind of make you think of horror hound a little bit with <laughs> <What>? <laughs> What? Um, but just because everybody hanging out in each other's rooms, talking about random shit, and um, you know this all the while this event is going on downstairs, and yeah, it's pretty cool. I liked it. Um, let's see. I watched uh, yeah, Man with the Iron Fists. I already talked about that. I watched a random one on my iPad. Uh, this is one I downloaded. Who knows how long ago? It's Android hmm. from 1982 with Klaus Kinski. Oh, and, uh, that's so. That's a bad one, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. It's it it, it has the guy Klaus in space. It has it's Klaus in space, and he's kind of a mad scientist building this like slutty android. But that it's looks against just the, like his daughter. What? I think so. No, wait, she's got blonde hair. Um, the uh, 
He's got an android that lives with him, and it's the guy that plays it is a guy that played. He was in the Critters movies, so that that uh, was pretty funny to me. This was pre Critters, though I think. So, <laughs> but um, it, it was all right. I mean, it's it, he's he's really creepy because he, this one chick lands like emergency on the her and her two shipmates land on their space station, and uh, <laughs> he's totally creeping on her like the whole fucking time she's there. Um, Eh, eh, you could do worse. Yeah. There was some cool stuff in it. Um, talking about just artificial intelligence and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't have all my IMDb's open here, so it's taking me a second. Uh, let's see. I watched Only God Forgives. That was the first movie I watched on my new TV. Um, I heard that was pretty good. I still like it. It's still really fucking good to look at. Oh, I've it's watched even, that so many times. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a pretty pretty movie. It's very divisive, very divisive. Um, but watching this made me realize that. So so the TV I had before, a little older, probably I don't know seven eight years old. So it was a little thicker, and the speakers in it weren't awful. They were all right, mm-hmm. and I had a subwoofer on the floor next to the that old television that rounded out the sound nicely. Well, when I get this new TV, it's thinner. It's a, it's wider screen, but it's thinner and the speakers were fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um and the subwoofer would not plug into it. I didn't have the right kind of cable to even go into the back of the TV. So, I went into Target and found a little like sound bar. And I was talking to you about the sound bar. Uh the one I had to take back it didn't really work, but I got a different one. Um it's cool cuz it's got a Bluetooth uh subwoofer so i hid that under the couch <laughs> and uh so i don't have to look at that all the time and uh, it's it sounds so much better but anyway i watched only god forgives it would have sounded better if i had the speaker yet but looked really beautiful still like it a lot so meh um got a little slow on the week it was a few days past but uh last night so i went on like a uh, a movie watching rush the last uh like since yesterday, basically. Um, after work, I went and watched Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel mm. at the theater. Mm. I almost was trying to figure out, if it wasn't so late and I was getting sleepy, I probably would have it. I was trying to figure out how to hang out in the theater and watch it a second time because it was showing right after. I really fucking liked it. And I was going, I was a little hesitant because I wasn't a huge fan of Moonrise Kingdom. I didn't see that. Um, that's that was his pre that was Wes Anderson's previous film before this one, um, and I watched that one in a in a a, a cool uh, environment because that was actually before I left the movie theater and before it shut down that was the last movie I threaded myself and watched at that theater, um, and I watched it it was you know it was after my shift and I threaded it up and watched it by myself there. And it, it, it was never my. It's, it's not my favorite. It's. it's oh, okay. It's, I remember this. I didn't see it, but I remember. It's. It's. It's got the look, but, and I think what it was lacking is, and what I like about Wes Anderson's movies typically is it has a strong. And this is going to sound sexist, but it has a strong male lead. Yeah. Every, every movie I like has a strong male lead. This one was two kids, and I didn't really. I, I don't know. I didn't attach to either one of them. And then, but this movie, um, Grand Budapest, uh, uh, Ralph Fiennes is pretty awesome in it. And he, he has, uh, his bellhop or, or, uh, what do they call him? Lobby boy 
who is this kind of quiet little kid that does all of his bidding, travels around with them, and it and it and it turns into this like adventure. Um, it takes place. It's it's all fictional, but it takes place in a uh, a time that it's pre right before World War II was getting ready to happen. They don't call it World War II. They don't call it the uh, the SS. It's the zigzag. So they have two Z's as their. Um, so it's kind of it's everything is is artificial like that. Um, but the the set design the the you know if 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 you're if you like the Wes Anderson look you'll really like it. But the story is really good. There's so many people that pop up in it, which was really cool. And uh, Jude Law is really losing his hair unless he's been wearing a hairpiece because that was a preview oh, I think for he's something. Pretty much bald, didn't he? Yeah, it was something. That was a that was a preview for something right before this, and. He had hardly he had a little puff in the front and that was about it and I, I couldn't tell if it was because his hair doesn't look that thin so I don't know if he's got it specially cut for that or what but he's really good in it um, not in it a ton but uh, but it's mostly Ralph Fiennes who's pretty spectacular so ja. liked it liked it quite a bit um, I watched uh, Twelve Years a Slave mm-hmm. uh, a, an uproarious laugh riot <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ dude. It it this is this is a rough watch. Um, I heard Steve Fassbender McQueen, was quite the uh, fucking yeah, that jerk. that was yes yeah, that was the the uh, the white jerk I was talking about. Uh. He is a fucking piece of shit in this movie. <laughs> he does and he's was drunk. a big dick. He's, yes, they never show his dick, oh. but, they, but he is a he is a sexual deviant once again. I, I think uh, McQueen must have found a, a nice groove for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's yeah, like he's a, Seagal. He doesn't even get paid in money anymore. He is garbage, man. Uh, <laughs> he's really good. Does but this play, his take place in North garbage. Carolina? Yes, in the year in the year twenty fourteen. <laughs> no, um, based on a, it's based on a true story. This guy who is kidnapped and uh, he is a free man with a family that lives in New York, and he uh, joins a, a circus to get some money because he's very good at playing violin. Mm-hmm. And the guys that run the circus basically drug him. And when he wakes up, he is in chains and being sold into slavery. Jesus Christ! So it's the and this is this it's it was the the guy that it happened to wrote this book that it's based on. So um, the book was released or uh, written in 1853, which kind of blows my mind. But um, never read it though. So, but the story, I mean, it's 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 moving and it's. Uh, I heard um, it was like Sugar Man, though. It's not really true. Probably. There's just you know. Fucking Higgins. He really, he really uh, wasn't a slave. Edge of Four. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. He's really good in it. Um, and like I said, uh, um, uh, oh, God damn it. Uh, Fastbender is also very good in it. And, what about Brad uh, Pitt? Brad Pitt's not in it very long. Really? He's good, but I mean, it's just, he. I'll tell you, it takes a little while when you watch it. It takes a little while to get used to the the cadence of the speech because it sound, everybody's... Everybody has a southern accent, mm. but except for Edgefor, who is not southern, mm. but they 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 still speak properly. So it almost sounds a little like stilted as they speak. Uh, it, it almost sounds like they're reading, but I think it's just it can't. I don't think it was a, a thing saying I want I want it to sound this way, and it wasn't bad acting. I think that was just how the speech probably sounded. So it was it, it it's a little jarring at first because you're like that the line delivery just sounds different than what you're used to. But. I do declare, Fastman, you must. Yeah, see, it's have not like yeah, it's, it's not like John. It's not like Gone with the Wind. So, oh. yeah, 
Um, let's see, not flowery language, but kind of proper. Um, let's see. I watched, uh, this is my red box rental that I mentioned. I watched rush the Ron Howard movie about, uh, the formula one rivalry between James hunt and, uh, Nikki Lauda. Lauda. Uh, if you like racing movies, you'll probably dig it. It's all right. <laughs> I liked it. I, 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 I thought I had fun with it. Um, the, uh, the CGI and it's very, very good. Um, Olivia Wilde, uh, has nice cleavage in it. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the racing looks, it's, it's well, it's well shot and everything. It's a, it's a very good Ron Howard movie. Certainly. Um, is Clint Howard in it? I did not see Clint Howard. He plays Jackie Stewart. Um, I don't know if he's in it. If he was, I did not see him. I'm going to look it up though. I hear her, him and Emily have become quite the, uh, yeah. Item. You know what? No Clint Howard. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, what the fuck? He's, his Opie has moved on. Ronald. <laughs> um, and then right before we started recording, I watched uh, Gravity. And I will say I liked it quite a bit, but I'm very glad I didn't watch this in the theater, especially the first 15 minutes where the camera's fucking like spinning constantly. Because you would puke. I would have thrown up. Yes, this, uh, it was... <laughs> It's disorienting. Shit. It's it's very tense, but it's my man. It's dizzying uh, because there's no gravity in the whole fucking movie. Uh, it's you know she's constantly floating. Um, you never know which way's up. Uh, it's it's good. Uh, Clooney's not in it a ton, but he's very good. Oh, Ed Harris. I saw Ed Harris's name, but uh, it said Michigan. He, Mission Control. He plays a voice. Um, but really, it's just her. It's Sandra Bullock <laughs> almost the entire movie, and she's she good. get naked. No, almost. She gets wet, wet t-shirt and tiny little shorts. There you go. But other than that, no. And uh, that was it. That was all I watched. So that's quite a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's been two weeks, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, why don't we take a break? And do you have a preference which movie we do first? Well, I you have want... blue as the warm, warmest color up on my IMDb. First. Let's do that. So let's do the gals followed by the guys. Uh, blue is the warmest color. We'll be right back. There are a lot of podcasts out there that do science fiction, horror, and fantasy movies. But how many of them are done by somebody who's been watching this shit for half a century? Hi, my name's Terry Frost, and I do the Martian Drive-In Podcast, a podcast where I look at silent films all the way through to movies from the second decade of the 21st century. I look at fantasy, horror, and science fiction, and talk about them, sometimes with the guests, sometimes by myself, Martian. but always with an eye to the stuff that maybe <laughs> has slipped off your radar, if it was ever on your radar. So go to marsdrivein.blogspot.com or type Martian Drive-In Podcast into iTunes and enjoy a bit of decent genre talk. And keep watching the skies. Dude, go into the where I posted the YouTube link uh, on Facebook group and watch this video. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> Now I'm thinking of the two chicks in this movie dancing to this song. <laughs> Alright, blue is the warmest color. Good job. 
Directed by... Oh my god, these names. What am I going to do? <laughs> Holy shit. Just give it your best. Abdelatif Keshiche. Starring Lea Sedu and Adele Ezarchopoulos. Sure. What about um, Salim Kashir Sochoche? <laughs> Uh, Adele's life is changed when she meets Emma, a young woman with blue hair who will allow her to discover desire to assert herself as a woman and as an adult. In front of others, Adele grows, seeks herself, loses herself, and ultimately finds herself through love and loss. Goddamn. 2013. This is the uh, uh, large William... Express request. Sam, what did you think of blue as the warmest color? Or La Vie d'Adèle, or The Life of Adèle, which is not nearly as... It's based on a, it's based on a graphic novel, uh, so it's, this is the, the Life of Adèle, chapters one and two, which is what the uh, graphic novel is called, which I did not finish reading because I'm a lazy asshole. And when they make it in the United States, uh, Jessica Alba will play Sue Storm. i want to see her with a doing some scissoring jaw uh she's a tight ass she's fucking she'd never do that yeah i know she doesn't show anything at all except tight pants fucking uh does a nude scene and they fucking do it in a goddamn flesh color bikini and then cgi out the bikini what a shit fucking bitch prude prude not and now now back to not prudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get to some French homosexual drama. Okay, uh, <laughs> French homosexual drama. Nothing prudish about this. <laughs> I watched this before we went to before I went to North Kakalaka, mm-hmm. and I will say over the couple of days that I was there, especially when we first got there, because we both <laughs> had just watched it. It took a lot not to comment or talk about this fucking movie. Because <laughs> it's, save it for the show. It certainly it leaves show. an impression. Now, now, is this impression, uh, does it add to the effect of the movie? Okay. Here's the deal <laughs> with this movie. Okay. Um, Let me tell you something, people. That was just for you. (laughs) uh, Yeah. There. I think that the director of this movie. (laughs) uh, You want to try his name? Abdelatif. Abdelatif. Number one, I think he is probably. A fucking giant perv. <laughs> Number two, I think he is a very smart uh, marketing dude mm-hmm. because I think this movie has gotten a ton of attention uh, that it would not have gotten. Uh, still a good movie, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I think that it has gotten a ton of attention and a lot of word of mouth simply because it is so explicit. I th- yeah, and 
is it do you think it's explicit for that reason is it like the the uh, the the guy wrestling the bear at the uh, at the wrestling event or, or or is it explicit because it's french i don't <laughs> because see they 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 have a different like threshold i think while i enjoy the explicit lesbian sex scenes and a heterosexual sex scene but it, for the most part lesbian sex scenes yes okay um, I don't think as powerful and as touching a story as this is, there was no reason for the sex scenes to go on and on and on. I mean, I felt I was, at times. I was curious how I was curious how what you would say about that right. because I honestly felt the same way because well, it was like. It felt. It felt. Uh, it was almost ridiculous how long it went on. I, yeah. I, I mean, t- there were scenes where, and I had read today before we did the show um, that a lot of people in the lesbian and you know gay communities um, thought that the sex scenes were ridiculous and not um, realistic because okay. the way they're shot. Uh, to me, honest to God, it was like I was watching a lesbian porno movie. It almost was. I mean, position you, you... to position to position, close-ups of the mouth, you know. And and they did say that they took a mold of the girl's <laughs> vaginas, and then <laughs> isn't that isn't that weird? Like, a, is that is it really? I mean, is that really a big difference? I well, mean, they, I mean, uh, I would say that if. Um, if if it was a flesh colored mold uh, that fit over there, okay. If you're with, say, it's, okay, let's let's just look at it from our standpoint. You're you're an act, you're a male actor, you're heterosexual, mm-hmm. and you're in a movie with another male actor who is heterosexual, and they say we're going to have shoot a uh, gay sex scene. And we can take a mold of your penis and and it's flesh colored, and it will basically be like you having a pair of speedos, flesh colored speedos on with a rubber dong, or you can put the guy's real cock in your mouth. <laughs> okay, with all with all the bodily fluids and everything else. And by the way, we'll get to that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, while I thought that the the sex scenes were, you know, I mean, hell, I'm a dude. And I see some a couple of, of attractive young girls, and they're naked as shit, and they're yes. practically shooting up their buttholes and their vaginas, and their mouths <laughs> are right there, and they're scissoring and 69ing, and uh, the girl's fucking uh, on her uh, you know, hands and knees, and the other girl's got her face and her butt crack. And, and, I and mean, Well, you mentioned this, too, about the director. Um, not even the sex scenes, but even like showing Adele just sleeping at night. Like it, it, the the camera inevitably would start at her ass, showing her asleep, right. like and or you know the way she dreamed. Yeah, even she's like very erotic. Her stomach with her ass kind of you know uh, pushed up in the air, pushed up in the air, and the shorts or whatever going up the crack of her ass. And then there was a scene where she was. Uh, I remember what, uh, the movie Sliver with Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene in that where she – it was after um, – what was the one she did where she showed her cooch with Michael Douglas? Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct, yeah. Sliver was the one kind of after that, and they wanted to make kind of a sexy movie. And it was her and Tom Berenger and 
William Baldwin. And she had a scene where she was in a bathtub, and it was kind of a, a voyeur. Uh, well, not kind of. That's what you know. The most of the movie was about was a uh, like a voyeuristic thing where someone had security cameras all over this apartment complex, and she was in the bathtub masturbating. And I remember then even just women, straight women, or you know, lesbian women, straight women, whatever, saying it was ridiculous that women, the way that they showed her masturbating was more like how a guy would get off than you know. And that's the kind of like. With Adele in this, there there was a scene where she's fantasizing and dreaming, and she's like, you know, it it, it I don't want to say it was pornographic, and I don't want to say the sex scenes were pornographic because um, I don't want to seem prudish because I don't think that there is anything wrong with you know whatever, but they were fucking pretty <laughs> pretty much I yeah, mean, and it was I don't I don't not, know that it wasn't it, it wasn't necessary to this right. film. It wasn't. Um, now, to, 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 that's you know going to be a huge part of the discussion because, like yeah, I said, yeah. the the movie in itself is getting. And I think if they, if I wonder if when they release it in, if they do release it on DVD or whatever in the United States or in the theaters, if they're going to hack it up a little bit. Because I mean, if I'll be honest with you, I mean, I, it's on. I, this is on Netflix Instant. Oh yeah, so. that's true. Um, I thought that it just went – some of them just – they just went too long. Yeah. It was just kind of seemed like it was very exploitive um, where it didn't need to be. Almost like he felt like he needed to remind us that not only were they gay, but they were also attractive. You know, it's like every time they would turn around like, – well, like at the – there's a parade where they're kind of – they're making out in the sun and it's like – the point of the parade doesn't even prove anything except reminding us that they're at a gay rights parade. Right. And I was curious if this was a if this movie was about a straight couple or even like a gay male couple, would it would would we still get the same flow of a film? Would we still see these sex scenes? Would we still see uh, you know linger on the fact that they're together or they're gay or whatever. Right. Well, in comparison, you say you take a, a movie like, like I just said, Basic Instinct or um, uh, the Marlon Brando movie. Um, shit. The one where that takes place in Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Last Tango. Last Tango in Paris. Or some of these movies, uh, even like uh, Nine and a Half Weeks with Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke. And these movies are known for being, you know, these having these steamy, hot uh, sexual undertones and sex scenes and stuff like that. and they, But all of those were done in a certain way. The sex scenes aren't like what seems like five minutes fucking long. Or, you know, I don't know. Maybe it just seemed that way. But yeah. um, it just seemed like they were just going from, you know, okay, like I said, like I, it, when you're watching a, a porn movie, and someone, okay, we'll start out with you eating her, then she's going to eat you, then you're going to do 69, then you're going to get behind her and pull her hair back by, by the head of her hair while you're <laughs> fingering her pussy, then you're going to do this, then you're going to do – and it's like they, they have this list of positions, and they go bam, 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 and it, you know that's in straight porn movies too, and that's how it felt uh, as a dude – 
who's got balls and testosterone <laughs> running through his body. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, God, here's two hot chicks. But as a as a guy reviewing movies and thing, I, I I thought to myself, they could, and this is a three hour fucking movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm also sitting there thinking, you know, they could have really. It, it would have been, I think, more. Um, they could have had a two-hour and forty-five-minute movie and showed us a little nudity and right. been done with the and, sex scenes and I think in it a minute. Would have been more sensual and not just you know like a a dude's idea of two lesbians because he's watched porno movies and that's the way this that to me this dude the way he shot this the way it felt. Yeah. Now everything else, okay. Um, when you're watching this movie. Or watching the next movie we watch and everything. One thing um, that I I really get and really appreciate being you know a hetero dude or whatever a dude uh, is when you're watching <laughs> this and you see the um, the passion the 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 crush that starts the infatuation mm-hmm. and whether it's a girl and a girl whether it's a guy and a guy or whether it's a guy and a girl. Um, and we get that in both of these. It's because, the same. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, and, and both of them are going in. Both in both this and in Stranger by the Lake, both of our main characters are going into this relationship with knowledge that it might not be the best idea, right. but they can't help themselves. But the, the one thing that I, I really did think that um, now the girl that, that's name is Adele in real life is the one that played Adele, right? Yes. Okay. So I just wanted to clear that up. I haven't. I hadn't looked. Um, she was really good because at the beginning of the movie, she's still in high school and she's supposed to be like 15 years old, mm-hmm. and she pulls it off because she has a really ba- like a baby face, and I, I could see, you know, okay, this is she looks like a young girl. I I did. I'd never heard anything about this movie. Didn't know anything about it. So I assumed that it was going to be like this relationship between a girl who's maybe 19 and this girl who's 15 throughout the whole movie where you know it does progress over time but she i thought she pulled it off now um there were times in this movie where um like i said putting all the sex stuff aside the mm-hmm. the the parts that i thought were kind of exploitive um there were parts of this movie where, I mean, I was just like, my heart was just aching and, and hurting for this girl because of the stuff that she was going through. Uh, it just, it, it was pretty much like, you know, I mean, I think probably everybody can relate to when you're in school and you see some, and, and like maybe people that like you, you don't really like them. Uh, and then you see somebody and you're like, oh my God. And then, Maybe every once in a blue moon, that one person that you see and you think, oh, my God, and you're so infatuated, comes up and starts talking to you, and you're about ready to crap yourself, and you're like, oh, my God, you know? And they really played that really well, uh, and then throw in the all the – it's bad enough when you're a young – kid and you're you're developing your emotions and your hormones are totally out of control which completely and totally fucks with your emotions and everything but then i i mean i remember when like say uh, a girl that i really wasn't attracted to 
And then your buddies bust your balls. They're like, ooh, you know, ooh, she likes you, yeah, especially when you're young, you know. And and you're like, God damn it, hell, I don't like her. But in this situation, which deals with, you know, homosexuality, lesbianism and everything, um, the the choice that she has to make, uh, which and I, I, no, I shouldn't say choice because that's a bad use of that word but going uh, with her passion and going with what she desires mm-hmm. i mean she knows that doing this is um it's going to be frowned on opening up by a lot. and especially yeah. like her friends because they showed her friends and oh, her friends are such cunts well, they, but they were cunts before it wasn't just yeah 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 they were the kind they would all sit around and, and talk shit on other girls or other guys and you know just act like assholes and just be you know just be fucking young girls and uh then it, it was like all of a sudden they're so naive and they're young, they're naive, and they're stupid and ignorant of everything. And they, what they put on her at that one scene uh, was really just awful. Um, yeah, yeah. And and you know, you're almost you're like I'm like pulling for her because there's not even in this movie, you know, there's nothing better. I, you're always pulling for someone uh, when two people <coughs> kind of click, and there's forces that are kind of maybe pulling them in different directions or whatever, but you know that they really like each other and you just want things to happen and you want them to be happy and all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, and I like both, both the girl characters were, were uh, the girl characters, the women characters, the girl characters were, I thought yeah, one they, was a girl when it started. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, they, they, they did an excellent job and, um, I thought that they really pulled off. Uh, I don't know how much, how much other stuff that, those two have been in. Uh, I know they said that they didn't want to work with this guy again, with director anymore. Yeah, the I don't, I don't, re- I didn't recognize um, Adele. What's her face? Um, Leia Sedu has been in. Looks like she's been in quite a bit of stuff. Uh, Ghost Protocol. That uh, Adele girl. Her last name looks like it's almost like a Greek. Oh shit! She was in Grand Budapest. Who the hell did she play in that? You didn't even recognize her. I didn't because you uh, didn't. You see. didn't see her pussy probably sitting on. Uh, some <laughs> yeah, snacks. she didn't have blue hair, and she didn't. Yeah. Uh, her tits weren't out. Um, <laughs> uh, what well, it, it might have been his, like the one of the love interests in the movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck, there's so many people in this movie. Anyway, continue. Well, she's been in a lot of stuff though. I, I thought uh, there were. I thought that uh, for you know, uh, really a romantic. Uh, you know, movie. I thought it, it really it worked for me on all cylinders. The only thing that felt out of place um, for the movie was the le- and I shouldn't say the like just the physical lovemaking scenes, but it was the length of them. And um, like I said, I just thought. It felt too exploitative, and it felt too um, for the type of movie. Yeah, yeah like uh, like peeping Tomish. Right. Like uh, what's that? What's the Brian word I'm looking for? <laughs> so I was thinking of Brian De Palma when I was thinking about Sliver with his uh, voyeurism, and I, and and that's how it 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 felt. I I think that this guy, this director, 
uh, like I said, now he might be a, a genius because he's gotten a ton of attention because of this. Now, if we if now it's hard to go back and say go back in time, but because we've already seen it. But if you went back in time and say they cut all the the sex scenes down to less than say a minute. Less, I mean, even less than that. Just say, say like, uh, uh, they show them and they get undressed, they get in bed, and you see them maybe just for like uh, twenty seconds, and then they cut to something else. But you still have the entirety of the romance, the entirety of of what happens in their relationship as it progresses through the years. Um, There's a lot of stuff like that, and, and it's, it's not even just movie. the sex scene. It's still a fantastic movie. But there's a lot of that stuff and the the voyeuristic stuff that could be cut out, showing her ass all the time. Or <laughs> I think or, that, I mean I I honest to God, it's like if I was now I know that these girls I'm sure they they uh, they got the script you know before they shot the movie and they were probably told okay there are going to be explicit sex scenes in this, but. Um, Jesus Christ, I can see why they said that they kind of had a falling out with the director and they really <laughs> don't want to work with him again. Because to me, it, I, I would feel like I would want to go home and scrub myself uh, because he seems like such a sleaze. You know, I, I, I don't know. It, uh, it just, I, I, I would think if another director uh, could have gotten the same performances out of, out of them and had, and he did. But I just I was like, man, yeah. what's up with this guy? Is he a fucking, you know, Larry Flint well, or something? I don't know. He seems like a sadist almost too, with the way he just tortures them. You know, well, they, and, they, and, and do, do, maybe it's because it is a three-hour fucking movie. But I started feeling the length, yeah, and and especially toward the end. Uh, and I and I know, I mean, Jesus Christ, I've been through the shit that they've been through, and it is fucking grueling, and it is gut wrenching, and it is hard. And watching that happen, it really play, tears plays with your emotions, and you know. Uh, but toward the end, I I kind of like what you just said. I I, I got to where I was like, okay, fuck a duck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, they're putting these people through so much shit, and can we just, you know, I, I they do a really good job in this. We could talk about what they do a really good job with. It's mainly you're following Adele's journey, right? Um, the 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 blue hair is there for a reason. Emma Emma is a she's a she's like a, a a season of the you know and her hair changes but you know and as she's changing but we don't get to know her like we'd get to know Adele we don't get the close-ups of her face we don't show her sleeping all the time and she is already essentially grown up when we see her mm-hmm. most of the movie is Adele going from experimenting as a kid she's, yeah she's like she's a uh, I shouldn't say a child but I mean at that age yeah she's yeah, very yeah. naive and, then, and, 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 and like a babe and, in the woods and she, yeah, and and she has grown up that way, and they do a very good job of subtly showing the differences that anybody will find in a relationship as it matures. Because Adele is moving on with, I mean, uh, Emma is moving on with her career and blah blah blah, and the entire time we have Adele almost being like a, she's just a, she's almost still like a kid, like she's more interested in talking about making spaghetti at a party 
than everybody else being, you know, phys- like, be having this philosophical existential conversation about how we all experience pleasure in our own ways and that sort of thing. And she'd rather have spaghetti than fancy seafood and that sort of thing. She's just a simpler kind of person and, you know. Well, she's just young. She doesn't have the yeah, life experience yeah. to, you know. And, and this girl, I mean, obviously she opens her up to a lot of things, but not yeah. just sexually, but, you know. And, uh, and she, they, they, do, they do, the director at least does a great, very good job of showing how she just lacks wisdom. Right. She's new to this whole thing. Um, um, th- there was some scenes in this where... Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people haven't seen this, so I don't want to give it, I'm not going to give anything away, but, um, where as a person, and I, and I have totally been through this also where you are just, I don't know if I want to say destroyed, but then you have, but you have to continue on, yeah. uh, it, it's not running into your mouth. You're doing, and you're doing these, <laughs> these, you're, you're like sleepwalking through your life. Uh, yeah. what, cause you're, it's almost like a person that's in shock. Yeah. And you're sleepwalking through this stuff. And that was hard to watch because I was like, Jesus Christ. And there's, there's a couple of, there's a couple clues in this about where it's headed because there's, there's constant references when it opens in a, lit, in a literature class about, yeah, yeah, yeah. predestiny of love and all that stuff. And just the fact that it is a movie about a relationship, you can pretty much guess where it's right. going to head. So. Now, without saying how it ends, how did you feel about how it ended? I mean, um, you know, be, you know, like I said, kind of keep it cryptic or whatever, but um, you, you're, you're going through her odyssey. It, it, it ends in a, I like that it ended on a, on a down note, not a downer note, but a, it's not a, you're not, you're not ended with, oh, there's hope for the future. And you're not ended with, <laughs> oh, she's going to go hang herself. It ends very realistically. Yeah. And I thought that was well done. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I mean, I know that, um, one of the reasons that this was suggested for us, well, first of all, it's a good movie. Uh, without you know giving away our ratings or whatever, uh, but was the you know hey you gotta watch this, it's got the fucking you know <laughs> and, and I understand, I understand that you know but like yeah. I said it's it's much more than that, uh, uh, way more than that I I, yeah. I almost and and I know people I somebody said the other day uh, about um, the Michael Perret movie that uh, Jake and I reviewed that, <laughs> Philadelphia you know, Experiment I, I I can never figure out what Zom's gonna think about something but i will say this about this movie and it probably will go against what people might think that i would say uh i think it would have been a better movie uh without, i think without I as think, much explicit sex yeah and i was going to say the titillating part but it's not even titillating it's it's a uh, fucking thrown in your face in the buckets full yeah you know and it's it's, it's just out of to me it's just kind of out of place and unnecessary well let's, let, we'll, we'll go ahead and rate it since so we're with since there <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would give this. It loses points because of that. Yeah, um, for me too. And I would because I really liked it. Uh, I think that added to the length. I don't think it needed to be three hours. Definitely. Uh, I did need to cover a time span, so you're going to have, you know. Uh, but let's see. I'd give it. 
8.25. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I, I just had some problems with the pervert that was behind this camera. It, it could have been a 9 <laughs> for me, but uh, I give it an 8.5. I'm right there. To, uh, they should just take those scenes and cut them out and put them on X Hamster or XNXX. <laughs> you know? our, 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 two, our two leads are are pretty fantastic, and it needs that because really it's just them doing their thing. So, um, Especially Adele. She's pretty great. Um, look at the... Uh, the link I just sent you on Skype. Did you think that, Adele had a nice butt? Yes, Adele had a nice <laughs> butt, and she, and uh, Emma had nice titties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she hit them. But she, um, yeah, look at that link. That's that's Leah's. Oh, yeah, it is her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I didn't, she's in the movie for like two minutes, and I didn't recognize she her at all. Really good in this. I, I yeah. will say that I, they both were. They were both yeah. really good. Awesome. Eight point five and an eight point two five. Let's take a break and come back and do. Uh, A quicker little thriller, Stranger by the Lake. We'll be right back. Yes, yes, if I had a podcast, I'd podcast in the morning, I'd podcast in the evening, all over the swamp. I'd talk about Hamlet, I'd talk about Amicus. I talk about every tenuous link in between, especially about Neil Connery. Amicus.com By the lake it has nothing to do with Stranger by the Lake or Lincolnudulak. Um, Tone Lok. You wanna synopsize? I'm gonna do it. Okay. It. I'll see. Summertime, a cruising spot for men tucked away on the shores of a lake. Frank falls in love with Michelle, an attractive, potent, and lethally dangerous man. <laughs> Frank knows this, but wants to live out his passion anyway. <laughs> so this is uh, this is starring Pierre Deladonchamp, uh, Christophe Pau, and uh, Patrick Deasumcao. <laughs> uh, dire- directed by Madame Tao, directed by Alain Girardi. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, so, yeah. So, as for the explicit <laughs> sex, <laughs> oh, what? Uh, what? Um, this movie is only ninety-six minutes, <laughs> and it might have as much sex as the three-hour movie. 
Um, and it has something in it that I've never seen in a real movie before. I don't ejaculation. Think. Yeah, was that? Did they have that in um, the German uh, rape movie? I know he jacked off, but um, I don't remember if he actually. Well, they definitely did not have a close up of his cock with fucking cum coming out of it like a goddamn the only, porn money shot. I can't remember. I cannot remember the uh, the only other movie that I've seen that actually has an erection and ejaculation like this in it. It was another French movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a scene where it was it was a dream a woman was having, and it was a, a round room, and the round room had another round partition in the center of it. The, the outer ring were all of these women who were pregnant and had they were in labor. It was just a ring of them. And they were all up in the, basically in the wall up to their waist. And it looked like they were all getting ready to give birth. And they all had nurses beside them and everything. And then the camera went over the wall into the center circle. And all you saw was the lower half of them where guys were fucking their lower halves in this circle. And then there was a close up of a guy like coming on this woman. And it paralleled it with, uh, like the doctor squirting something on her belly to sounds like a, a truck stop I went to one time. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the only <laughs> other time I can't remember the name of the movie, but that scene has stuck with me for years. I saw that probably fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. um, in the theater. So uh, that was the only other one I could think of. But you know, not to be outdone by those pesky lesbians, but the dudes on the beach in this one, we're we're looking at the entire undercarriage for. Oh, from the word go. In the first two minutes, we get balls, taint, ass, dick, everything. Only one guy's cut. <laughs> well, I Everybody will say else. this. I, after watching porn, it was almost refreshing to see human males <laughs> that are like... Uh, normal. Normal. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, I was starting to think that I was the only, you know... Average dude around. Average yeah. dude around. Um. Uh yeah, most of them have Slightly the anteater. Slightly above average, by the way. Most of them have the anteater. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. I'm not at all. Uh, the uh, <laughs> but uh, I, and now you know we've a lot of us have seen that the movie Cruising, but man, what a fucking way to go out and get some ass, this man! Could, because they could have called this Cruising too. It Isn't it doesn't that look we're cruising in it. Then and and. And fucking than uh, Pacino <laughs> ever dreamed of. It was, yeah. I mean, and the way it, it's it's not glamorous at all. Okay. Um, so it's you have uh, not Pierre. What's his name? Uh, Frank, uh, played by Pierre. I'm not going to say his name again. Um, who is going to this lake? And in, the, the 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 holidays in France are obviously structured a bit differently than here. So. <laughs> People get people get obviously a long fucking time off. If I get two days in a row, I'm doing good. These guys are like three weeks off. Well, yeah, we um, our country. Um, I've have heard this a, a shitload of times. We're the only country that like. I mean, most countries they'll they'll have like a whole month off. Yeah, uh, and, and that's what and, these guys And it's do. mandatory, paid and mandatory, because you're more of a um, a better worker, a more proficient worker than say when you get a couple of days off or a week off the entire year or something. So that's just my political. God, I need to be European. Jesus. Yeah, look at um, the dick you could get. <laughs> I just go to the rocky short lake. And these guys, man, man fucking they, they must no be pants on. Those rocks. 
Yeah, fucking no pants on. They just sit down right on this rocky shore. I wouldn't even want to walk on it with bare feet, much less have my balls resting on it. But um, <laughs> those rocks were hot. God. Uh, so basically, you when have they this stand lake. up, they don't have the imprints of the rocks on their butt cheeks. <laughs> they didn't actually, yeah. did they? They must have been like Russ Meyer. He told them like, "Take your underwear off and don't sit on the rocks before I film your ass," because I don't want any lines. Um, but the. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't envy this lifestyle at all. Um, they have to go. They go. Basically, you have this lake, and these guys park. There's two sides to the lake. You don't ever see the the apparent family side of it, where people go and have a vacation. Because they, I will they say this: if chicks were as as um, I don't know if I'd say open minded, but as you know. They make you jump through too many fucking hoops. It might be a blessing if you know you could just go and be like, "Hey, come on, let's go over in the woods." Yeah, and without they, having I mean, to get just, a roofie. And they they wander, yeah, <laughs> or choke them. What? Yeah. Um, the uh, but but they just wander around in the woods, and you kind of make eye contact, and yeah. if well, that's if, dudes. I mean, you know how dude, d- dudes when that's how. A straight dude, I, almost they. Uh, that's how a straight dude would want, would like it to happen with women. Yeah, too. <laughs> but in arena, you know, uh, but you got to buy dinner and fucking be nice. Yeah. Um, Tell them they but, don't look fat in their goddamn fucking pants. <laughs> that make them look fat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but yeah, like he and we get we get it we get a a, a view of it at early on with with Frank wandering around in the in the bushes and the woods. There's fucking rubbers all over the ground. And, didn't they say that like the the um the family beach was like right across the It was across the other side of the lake, yeah. And that was yeah. <laughs> Imagine so that? They never, <laughs> your dad over there with you is like, "Jesus, goddamn Christ. What are these yeah. Um <laughs> Your dad would be able to, you'd look with binoculars across to see all these naked guys, and your dad would be over there laying out naked. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I guess probably. Um, the uh, With a foot. He, and he'd have, like, you know how, like, at the beach, when they have, like, uh, the the uh, the uh, beach umbrellas, and you stick them down in the sand with a pointy end? He'd have <laughs> one with a rebel flag on it. He might already. And that's no, more wait. like a. My dad, doesn't, my dad doesn't go to the fucking beach. Um. But you know, Frank's wandering around. He sees that one dude like just munching down on some butthole in the bushes, yeah. <laughs> and he looked happy about it too. It's the guy with the mustache. Can you imagine um, me as easy as I get show. poison ivy? That would be that would be like a nightmare. <laughs> munching on some butt. And that guy, he looked so happy to be munching on butt. And all I could think about when he turned his head to the side out of that ass crack and looked at him was, what does his mustache smell like That right was now? that fucker. He looked like a cross between Mark Spitz and Tom Selleck. Or Sam <laughs> Elliott. You know, he had that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he had a, and he had a, he had a very almost feline type of uh, look to him. His, that's Christoph, Christoph Pau, um, who apparently has a mustache at all times. He does in his uh, IMDb photo also. Um, Hell of a mustache. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh, at that time. Well, I mean, hell, I don't know. So uh, this guy becomes the the um, the object of Frank's desires. He sees him. Well, you have to think. Okay, now coming from straight dude, even being a straight dude, the the pickings were kind of slim, and that dude would be like, if we were at the beach, and I was, I was just gonna say something that would not make me. A lot of fans, uh, but <laughs> we just don't have any. Anyway. Say normal chicks, and then 
Olivia Wilde or somebody comes or Scarlett Johansson comes down and lays out, you know, he yeah, was, the, he that's, was that's, the best looking dude there. Well, yeah, because most of these guys look very average. Yeah, they look like most, real dudes. They're they're kind of tubby or. And there's that one creep with the white shorts. Ah. Just every, every time fucking you turn around, he's there with his pants around his knees jerking <laughs> off. And everybody's like, dude, come on, leave it me alone. It was weird how some, but some of them took it different ways. Like uh, the <laughs> one guy, the main guy, the, the nice guy, um, he was, you know, my, I, I, I don't know. I, I, one time, the guy, I, I, I would be like, you know, just Jesus Christ, and just keep walking. Now, if the guy touched me, or after I made it plain and clear, I would fucking chop him in the goddamn throat. But then a lot of those guys were like, they didn't care if, I guess that maybe they liked being watched. Yeah. Because yeah. even even um, Mustache said, you know, don't, we're just sitting here, ta- they were sitting there talking naked. And it yeah. irritated him that he was watching <laughs> then, but he said, "Come back later when we're having sex if you want to do that." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, um, there's a weird protocol. I guess everybody. I mean, it's just like anything else. Everybody has their boundaries and whatever. So when when uh, when when Frank discovers this, you know, uber sexy mustache guy, um, at the, the same day he meets lonely guy, yeah. uh, Henri, yeah. and. Henri, now this 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 film overall could have been a pretty standard, you know. I thought the shit with thriller. Henri was going to go in a totally different direction, way, and I'm glad that it went the way it did because it wasn't uh, expected and it wasn't uh, obvious. Like that added such an interesting yeah. like, wrinkle to the story because you never you don't learn anything about this guy, like. He's lonely, you know that. You know he's recently broken up with somebody. He's an they older never really, guy. He was an older guy. He's he's got a huge belly. Like he's not very good looking. I mean, he's like, what's that guy? What's the one actor's name? The French guy that's always in those crappy rom coms here. He's a good actor, but Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, you know he he's not the most handsome guy in the world, but well, not at all. And this guy, yeah. you know, but but. He's interesting. And I think that the, 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 the fact that the, the age difference and the experience difference, these guys, like um, Frank was a young guy. He's, like I said about the other movie, he's full of hormones, testosterone. He's at a different juncture in his life, whereas Henri is an older guy. He's been through, he even says this, he's been through with women uh, the you know just wanting to have sex all the time all the time all the time, but now he, he just realizes wants somebody to talk to that there's things more important than just that. Yeah, and he says he comes to this beach, not like he's not cruising. Like you never see he, all he does is sit. He sits in the same place under this one little bush the entire time. Every time you ever see him, he's sitting right there or walking away. And he says, you know, he comes to this beach because he's not there to cruise. He's there because people will walk up and talk to him, right. and he just wants somebody to talk to. And he bec- he forms this. It's not the normal kind of friendship you would see, but he really grows fond of Frank because Frank comes over and talks to him. Well, and it talk- says it says a lot about Frank, yeah. Because um, I think a lot of the guys probably didn't go over and talk to him because he was either sing- he he kind of was off by himself, which made him seem odd. He yeah. wasn't attractive, like you said. He had a big belly and this and that. And everything. Um, but you, it said a lot about Frank that he, that he would, you know, he just goes over and just, you know, starts BSing with a guy, and 
and they develop a, a friendship, which, yeah. like I said, I th- I kept thinking over and over and over. This is going to be one of those things where Henri's going to put a, have the awkward moment of of going for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, and getting rebuffed or whatever. But you don't really get that. And he seems to be like he's just like an observer. But did did he not say that he had had a gay experience? He had been with like one guy when he was with his girlfriend. Right. Like they were like apparently they were like swingers or something. Okay. Um, but like he didn't like he was thinking like because he even mentions I'm surprised you're all the way gay. You don't look like he said the gay guys I've known. They were like, you know, they looked effeminate or whatever. You just look like a guy, and I figured you were at least bisexual or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was implying that he was too. I don't know. They don't really go into it much. Yeah. Um, but um, the, you know, Frank, Frank is going there. He sees the mustache guy, but mustache guy is with somebody. So he ends up with this other dude in a, re- in a really old Batman shirt. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that and, reminded um, me of Whorehound too. What? <laughs> well, what? Uh, um, and that was when they scooted the rubbers out of the way on the ground. It was fucking gross. But w- what I what I liked about it was, although you know, seeing this the the the, the cruising culture, it's it's unusual next to the dating that that you or I would be used to. But I like the way that Frank's encounters here are not they're not romantic. They're not perfect because it's just a physical thing. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, and, um, like well, you know, where women will say, you know, all these guys, all they want to do is just have sex, or yeah. and, and they feed you a line just because they want to have sex. They just want to have sex. They just want to have sex, and uh, that's you know, I hate to say it, but you know, you're a dude. Yeah, and well, and the the um, with Frank, even they don't. He's not like this chiseled, like he's skinny. He's not this chiseled guy. He's kind of awkward, um, even his, in his first uh, uh, hookup that they yeah, show. Yeah, you, you think? I, he, he does, I thought he, they would have an obvious thing for him would have been that you know he really likes mustache guy, and so he wants to be with him. So he's not just going to go with anybody else, but he does. I mean, he just you know, mm-hmm. God, he even lets that gross. Uh, the jerk, the jerk off guy, jerk like, off, uh, go down on him. Yeah, that was, and that was kind of, I was like, ugh, <laughs> that guy was gross. Yes, well, like, and, and I a mean, creep. Frank but Frank, try, a, Frank almost like sees, tries to see the good in everybody. Even with that situation, when the guy sat down beside of him, I mean, like I said, he doesn't, he doesn't get aggressive or mean or violent with the guy because the guy just walks up and grabs his crotch and Frog's yeah. like, you know, just takes his hand away and just shakes his head like, no, dude. And just walks yeah, I mean, away, but he's not it, mean. It, it comes with the territory. You know, I mean, I, I guess if that was in public, it would be a, a different reaction, but, you know. You give the, it. Let loose with the flip flop and fly. The bionicle will be bid. Drives straight into the ground. Everybody was dropping bionic elbows. In I this think one, gold Jesus. dust was laying out there on the. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but the uh, you get the, about I don't know thirty minutes into the movie, we're established with this this culture that these guys these this I guess lifestyle that these particular guys are 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 taking part in, and uh, the cruising and. The uh, and Frank witnesses 
um, a murder. Um, and I, I guess I get. I don't, honestly, I don't even want to say who it is, but um, he, in a way, becomes obsessed at this point. And there's like almost like giallo-like elements at, at this point. Because did you find that to be kind of? I mean, uh, you bring you bring your own shit to every movie, and I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I can't imagine that if I saw something like that, that I would want to continue like even coming there. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and yeah. and and to see. I mean, I would definitely. I would like want. To, and, I wouldn't and, be able to 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 uh, have any kind of. Uh, Separation between what you've seen and what you're experiencing. And, and, and like, and, yeah. like, speak to this person that you know that has done this shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but I mean, uh, you know how some people are like, they like the bad boy or the, you know, and he, the, and, the, the yeah. bad girl or whatever. And he can't, he can't stay away. And that was and, just, that, and, that was know, odd to me. I just didn't, she, I don't know if I found that to, to, to be believable. To be fair to the characters in this movie, the only place we ever see them at all is at this lake. Yeah. So we don't know what they're go- what's going on in their lives. Like, Frank might be this sad bastard. He might just be totally, like, so fucking alone that he ha- feels like he has to come back here. Or the same with Henri, the, the chubby guy. Same, you know, why does he come there? Where does he go? Well, like, like, he say, just walks off. As, as, a, as a, a straight guy, if you had a beach that you could go to uh, when summertime <laughs> starts till the summer ends and there are girls laying out there naked and all you have to do i mean you you won't you might not hook up with every single one of them that you want to but there's going to be of all different shapes and sizes there's going to be really there's going to be hot ones there's going to be medium there's going to be ones that you have no interest in but if you go there's there every be some time that are drowning each other you're, you're going to you're going <laughs> to get laid you're going to get all the sex you want if you just go there every day. Would you go there every goddamn day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd probably drive my fucking uh, Volkswagen. That had to be a Volkswagen diesel because that son of a bitch sounded like... It was a, a, it was a Peugeot. I think they even uh, said it. Because they're they're like, <laughs> you'd hear yeah, it. it, was, like, it was, <laughs> um, but yeah, we get to see an actual uh, mouth on cock in this movie too. Yeah. Uh, you that can see was a blow stunt job. cock though. Yeah, right. No, they said it was. They said that the guys didn't want to do those close-up scenes like that. Really? So they hired... Um, uh, oh, okay. A stunt cop. I thought you meant like a fake one. Okay. No, so no, 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 that... no. It was a, okay, it was a okay. different uh, actor. Like a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the girl when you they show the ass? Uh, body double. Oh, a body double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a really there's a really great... So the, basically the 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 meat of the movie pardon the pun is the (laughs) (laughs) is is frank uh dealing with this obsession of his all the while kind of getting caught up in this uh this murder that he's witnessed i could see well i don't want to give anything and it's not i don't want to i don't want to imply that it is a kind of an american thriller where you know, there's like thunder and lightning and, you know, it's not a Hollywood movie. It's, 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 it's subtle. There's no music in the whole fucking thing that I, there's not, I don't even think the credits had music. There was the, the, the sweet sound of love in the bushes. <laughs> or enjoy the silence. You, you posted that yesterday. The, uh, the, the, the Depeche Mode song. Yeah. That was disco. But, um, <laughs> That's <so> stupid. <laughs> but, uh, there's a fantastic scene where he, he, 
He's even going to the place where he saw this murder. He's and almost I mean he's it's almost like he's trying to recreate it. He's swimming out there and this fucking it's scene is so tense. They don't do yeah. it with a, with a note of music and this dude swimming towards him. I mean it's like a fucking shark just swimming a beeline towards him. It's fucking tense without even like making a sound. I could um, see what I was going to say and this does I I was thinking about it. it doesn't really give anything away. I could see if someone did something and you had some investment. You knew them. You were you say say it was your boyfriend or girlfriend of so many years or whatever. But there wasn't enough established relationship that I right. believe that someone not only would cover for someone who did something so awful, but also um, would. Uh, but then again, maybe he got off on the, uh, the danger, the danger, the excitement. Yeah. Because, like you said, when they went out in the water, Ooh. and he was like, "I'm not <laughs> going," and then the guy goes, "Well, I'll go," and, and then all of a sudden he's right there behind. Him. I'm like, "What, Jesus Christ?" Because yeah, you didn't know what was going to happen. You're like fucking idiot, man. Now um, let me ask you a question. Okay. Because I've heard this about cruising, and some other movies um, where the gay community. Um, gets down on movies about homosexual relationships and stuff like this. Number one, because they show the the the, the, the I I can't see how someone who watched Cruising how that got such a backlash because it showed a sub genre like the S and M stuff, but it was still just guys having random unprotected sex like that and and then people were like you know well that's how gays are they just go and have this unprotected sex there's no nothing whatever but also i've heard the uh, uh, like a, a knock is that they always portray they always have a psycho or a serial killer the gay serial killer, the gay yeah. whatever, and that's what uh, how it was in cruising. They, there was a big backlash. Was like, oh, oh you, you have to be a uh, a deviant, or uh, you know, there has to be this this psychopathic killer, the gay killer, and because they can't just have and but that's I mean I know that's the story, and that was the story of cruising. That was the book. Yeah. That it wasn't was the just, story in Querelle. There was the killer, yeah. There, but there that, was the, but you no, know, not in the uh, knock on that. That that's that's you know they can't yeah. just portray. You know, I guess like the boys. I I haven't seen boys in the band, and and I have seen Longtime Companion, and they, or, or, was, or we did uh, we did we reviewed uh, Brokeback. Yeah, where it was just yeah. relationship stuff. It wasn't yeah. you know, but that I have heard that knock, and I I would think that this would have the same same knock where you don't really see. This is just this one place, yeah. like you said. It's a shot on that same beach at every time, every day. It's the it's the place where the cars park, and all the, the gay guys are just horny guys that just show up to, to just uh, randomly fuck each other. And it's no and it's and it's near silent. There's a like, I mean, all you hear is the water and the footsteps in the rocks, and the guys just kind of. There's not a lot of conversation. There's no like. It's not exploitative. Right. I mean, I guess maybe having two silhouettes of guys, you know, banging cowboy style right. might be, but you know, well, but, no, you was know. this movie, this movie does take place. Uh, this is modern time, right? It, it seemed to be because yeah. I thought the, one, the cars were all new looking. The one thing, uh, 
where the one guy asked Frank, he starts to go down on him. He says, you know, I don't want you to do that unless you have a condom. He says, well, I don't have a condom. Well, do, you do, do you just do it without a condom with everybody? That I thought was like something um, like you said, but you said, you know, there were like used rubbers and stuff on the, on the, on the, in the woods or whatever. But in this day and age with uh, AIDS and hepatitis C and, and all this stuff, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, you know, a guy, but I mean, I, I would think that people would, this random stuff like this unprotected, you could still probably do the random stuff, but with protection, but I yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. imagine that there's a lot of, I don't know, maybe there are the guys that just go out and say, well, fuck it. Who I, I'd be fucking scared to do it. Yeah. Um, the, Why? Because the, you would be afraid that the guy's dick would be too big? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not big enough. <laughs> gentle, gentle. Jesus Christ. No, um, I always love the, the, the uh, this is just a, me being a fucking, being sophomore, but I always love the spit in, on, in the hand. <laughs> oh yeah, and you get that too, and you get the the one the creepy guy. His, I love his line. He when he after he stands up after blowing him, and he says, "What a great dick." Okay, I have I have to go now. <laughs> go. How come at first, Frank, when the guy started to go down on him at first, Frank kind of like says no, and then like two seconds later, they do like a scene cut, and the guy's blowing the shit out of him. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it took know. him a while to get warmed up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to get off. I don't blame him. I think Frank should have just went and jacked off. I mean, he saved himself a lot of fucking headaches and heartache. <laughs> guys are and, just weird. Guys are just and butt ache. <laughs> even even hetero guys or. Gay guys. I mean, a guy's a guy. And but like I said, maybe that's just them portraying it this way, and me being um, oversimplifying and putting everybody in one niche. But uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking. You know, a dude would fuck anything. You know, you go out to a bar and you go you go home with a ten at two and wake up with a two at ten and that shit. You know. I don't know. Um, well, you can. Do you have any more notes to add? Uh, it didn't have enough gagging noises, <laughs> and enough. Spit. It had some spit, but not enough spit. Not enough spit. Yeah. No. Um. Oh, I know one thing. I was going to bring up. Uh, was that not the saddest looking little cop? Little old skinny cop. Ah, oh, he looked. He looked tired. He looked and like years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh uh Henri um with I'm trying to think of uh, uh not to give stuff away um Henri's ultimate fate kind of confused me because of of what he did and everything I I don't understand why he did what he did that led to his ultimate fate? I didn't understand exactly why either, other than finally, like he, I mean, he was there for a reason and doing it to, yeah, I, well, like I said, it's kind of hard not to, yeah, without yeah. giving stuff away. But yeah, I, we can talk about it when we're not recording. I mean, ultimately, I really liked his character the most. Yeah, me too. And, he was the most interesting. Yeah, and uh, because the other guys were just obvious, uh, you know, it was that male macho, sexual, uh, 
obviousness of, you know, this just want to get off, you know, uh, whereas he, like I said, but he was the older guy and there were several other older guys there that, um, uh, Frank was friendly with. And, and it was funny. The one guy that was like, why are you walking by here? You know, it's like the one guy that was the creepy masturbator actually hooked up and found someone who liked him. And that guy was jealous. He was like, stay away from him. It's like, dude, nobody wants him. He's gross. You know, but, um, I, I, I think that, yeah, I think that Henri's character was the most interesting. And I think it was a good, it was a, it was a good thriller. Mm -hmm. Um, now looking at it from the same perspective and the same way, that we looked at the other movie, I, I, I will say this, and I'll admit to this. Uh, I there were several scenes in this where I was kind of hitting the fast forward a little bit to get some, I, some of I, the I didn't, I didn't fast forward more gratuitous sex stuff. <laughs> uh, did uh, I didn't in the other one because I enjoyed it, uh, <laughs> but l- let's compare the two. Um, did you think that this movie? Well, first of all, it was only an hour and a half long. Yeah. So they couldn't have made it's, too many cuts. But do you think that 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 the over the top sexuality? They, they they there were parts uh, where I thought it went. I don't think that they needed to show a fucking money shot. I don't. They didn't need to show a money shot. They didn't need to show the insertion the, in the, the, the cowboy silhouette. Yeah. They're, you know. I mean, there was definite. They this definitely could have cut and mouth close. They could. Yeah. They didn't see. They didn't need a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but it's fine showing them naked on the beach. Yeah. That's one thing, but we didn't need to see, you know, the extra minutes of, of cock and mouth or whatever. Well, that's what, maybe it's because I did watch the other one and I thought that those scenes went along too long. But like I said, there were just parts where I was just kind of like, okay, I can see that there's no dialogue. Cause I was, you know, it's got subtitles and I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, we can get through this. Well, let's, uh, let's rate it. Um, uh, this is a, a, a solid thriller, and I, I like how subtle it is. Um, it was yeah. still tense, didn't rely on music or anything, only performances, and the uh, the Henri character really bumped it up a notch for me. Um, you know, I was going to say 7.75, but I give it an 8. I, I, I yeah. quite liked it, especially after talking about it. I'd probably give it, uh, I was going to say 7.75, and I'm going to stick to 7.75. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. It it I, I would think that... I, I don't know. I mean, because I was thinking in the other movie, because it was three hours long, that if they would have cut some of the sex scenes down to, uh, you know, just a, a few, you know, under under a minute, uh, something like that, they they could do that. This is only an hour and a half long, and I don't know what they could have cut. Well, I mean, I, I mean, they 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 could have cut it and and it added cut, more. It, it wouldn't have cut time. Not really. They could have. They but they could have left out thirty seconds of it. Yeah, because if it was an hour and like say thirty five minutes, they could have cut like less than probably five minutes of that out. But um, do you think that because you had such you had uh, um, scenes where Franck would say out of the blue to Henri. Uh, the first time he was like, I think Henri said, do you want to go get a drink? And Franck said no. And now this only takes place over a, a, a few days. And say maybe like a week. 
because they, they they come and go from that beach at least you know what like five six seven times or something like that yeah it's a couple weeks but you get you get to the point where Henri is actually saying to to uh, or Franck is actually saying to Henri they actually have a relationship outside of this beach it's not a sexual relationship but it's like do you do you want to meet for dinner tonight that that right. happens several times where they say and, and they're like okay yeah you want to go get a drink okay yeah he's gonna get he's gonna fuck mustache first or whoever he can yeah but yeah. then he's gonna go meet Henri and have like this friendship develop which we don't see now I kind of like that you didn't because it, it 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 you know just adds to the like just that one space mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everything revolves around that one space but uh I. It was good. The only thing, like I said, I just, I just did not understand, and that's what kind of takes away from it. Why Frank would uh, make the decisions that he makes after you know knowing what he knows. It just that, that didn't wash with me. I was, it, it, it had to be that way for yeah. the movie to go the way it did. But yeah. still, I was like, I don't know, man. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, he was a. Well, you know, I don't, he was, I don't know. I don't maybe know he was the, just uh, his his uh, led by his cock. Uh, yeah, and that I, I think and his heart. If it if it it could have been better if we got a better <laughs> uh, lock on how obsessed he was. Like only by his actions could we tell that he was obsessed. Not by like because the actor played it very low key. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't really get an idea of how obsessed he had become, um, only only except for the fact that he kept going back to this fucking hornet's nest, basically. So well, okay. If you take away, if you take away uh, murder, I mean, my God, I, I, I maybe I'm again speaking for everybody when I'm just speaking for myself, but I have been like that with people i mean they didn't murder anybody but i knew they were bad for me and i knew that it was going to be bad and that they were not good people but i still you know it was like want that puss (laughs) (laughs) all right let's take a break and come back and do a tiny bit of feed sack and finish things up all right we'll be right back Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you <laughs> took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him <laughs> for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. <laughs> this podcast is now banned in Germany. It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey 
be short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TrickOrTreatRadio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. and flip to that. Oop, not that. There we go. And... Can you imagine how those rednecks in um, Deliverance would have felt if they were paddling their canoe and found that beach in... uh... (laughs) I wonder if they would have liked it or not. If they would have made them squeal like a pig. Them panties. Get them off. They wouldn't even have to say that. Their shit would be, you know... They would probably be happier people and they wouldn't even, like, I don't know. Rapists, though. Rapists like to rape. Oh, yeah. They just run a rape. Fucking jerks. Here we go. Pizza. Hey, there we go. This is the Western Now, you guys did some Al Ramos movies. Specifically, the movie. Now, I can tell you an exclusive story about the genesis of that movie has never been told before, you know? Now, back in the 1980s, I was the greatest fucking star of all time. I still am, you know? But everyone wanted a piece of slime. They wanted to see my muscles, you know? After the Rocky movie, people just wanted to fucking hang out with me and just fucking be my pal, you know? And one day, I was hanging out with Harold, you know? I... We were talking through fucking movie ideas that we both had, you know? And I was talking to him about films I would get to make for a long time. A film called The Expendables, you know? The greatest action movie of all time. He took that idea and he created a film called Ghostbusters. Now I know what you're saying. (laughs) Ghostbusters and The Expendables are the fucking same movie. Yes, they are. <laughs> now have a look. Fucking experiments got you got me in there, you know, the fucking bunch of fucking guys doing all kinds of shit with guns and fucking explosions and shit. Now look at Ghostbusters. You got those fucking guys there. Instead of guns they got that proton packs, you know? Instead of muscles they got fucking ghosts and all that fucking slime and shit, you know? There. I don't think you can fucking dispute that one. They are the same fucking movie. You know, I feel honored that, you know, I helped make this 
fucking movie that's held up as being not quite the greatest, but one of the greatest fucking action movies of all time. Uh, just not quite as good as the films that I did, you know? Because it basically is one of my movies, you know? If I'd made it, I'd put me in there, you know? Fucking, I probably would have put, you know, Peggy the 80s, probably would have put fucking Carl Weathers in there, you know? Fucking Apollo Creed, some other muscular dudes in there, you know? It'll be great. It'll be a different movie, but the same movie at the same time, you know? Anyway, I'm fucking getting, you know, talking a bit too much. But yeah, that's, that's my thoughts <laughs> on Aaron Ramis, you know? He made some fucking great movies, you know? Most of them based on ideas that I had, but, you know, I'll forgive him that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Keep on the good work. Good to have you back after another break, you know? I'm, I hope you, you know... You've been working out quite hard, you know. I'm guessing that's why you can make it. That's so, exactly yeah, what it is. I want to see pictures of your muscles. Come on, we all want to see fucking topless, fucking shirtless pictures of you guys, mm-hmm. all your fucking muscles, your six packs, everything. It's fucking great. Ugh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that was a good one. Um, That was it for Pete's <laughs> Show's going down the shitter. Yeah, going down the shitter. You want more feet set? Oh, right. All right. Now it's just now it's just a streak on the bowl. <laughs> Next week on the show, Yay! we're gonna go back to wrestling. We're gonna cover some wrestling movies. Um, this will make Sly happy. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Oh God, yeah, like I forgot. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do. Oh shit, I didn't look these up yet. Paradise Alley from 1978. Um, starring Sly and, and Terry Funk. Um, Armada so, Sante. So yeah, there's that. Paradise Alley from 78. And I'm going to look this one up. From 1980? 81. Uh, some ladies wrestling. Mm. We're going to do Peter Falk and some other people. Burt Young's in it. Mm-hmm. All the marbles. Two hot chicks. Yeah. So, all the marbles and Paradise Alley for next week. Um, you can always send us feed sack to 206-339-1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. You know what I think is funny is uh, when, when some podcast, uh, they they don't do feedback enough and their fucking phone number for their feedback it's <laughs> like, it doesn't even work anymore. Especially when they send a shout out for everybody to send in something. How about it? How about if you? How about if you? Uh, if you just don't get enough feedback to actually make that. Well, now that's that's different. But you know, Honey, I think I may need to start calling our own number soon. Uh, um, just make it short. <laughs> <laughs> um, and two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and our website at silvaandgold.com dot com and yeah. join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash silva and gold. Um, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I think uh, do it again. Um, U.S. <coughs> listeners, if you want to submit an iTunes review after a little bit more time goes by, I've got some stacks of uh, kung fu DVDs to give away to my favorite review. Uh, received new review from the U.S. listener because I'm too cheap to ship overseas. So, um, uh, so yeah, submit us some iTunes reviews. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Zom, yeah. got anything else? This I got a poop. I do too. Yeah. I got to go to bed. I, I got to get up uh, at six on a 
Sunday. What the hell is that? That's, uh, don't they know that you're religious? No. What if I needed to go to church? Really? I mean, what what happens when I have to go to church? Sausage cheese bread. Fucks up with that. All right. Until next week, this is a loaf. Oot. Psalm. Oot. Bye. Bye. <laughs>